Uh-oh, this thing's on. Hey everybody, this is Ty Eden, and this is the Tybo Show. Hey everyone, welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Tybo Show. Those of you returning, I appreciate your uh, dedication to our uh, our shows. And for any of you new listeners, welcome. Hopefully you can uh, find this content uh, in these uh, shows that I do being of benefit to you. We do have a wide variety of uh, topics that we talk about. And in this week's show, um, there's one that's um, rather important to the local residents of the village of Winfield, Illinois. I happen to um, have a close friend who's part of the Winfield Fire Protection District. He asked me to spend a little bit of time with the uh, current chief of the Winfield Fire Protection District, and his name is Stephen Evans. And apparently there's a uh, quite a dire financial situation that's going on with the, uh, the Winfield Fire Protection District. And with that uh, dire financial situation that the Winfield Fire Protection District finds themselves in, it puts the village residents at a somewhat precarious situation. I, as a homeowner here in Winfield, hate to see my personal, my uh, property taxes go up any more than they what they really need to. But um, if this situation isn't addressed, then things can get a lot more expensive for me, as well as my other uh, Winfield residents, homeowners, property owners, um, even more so than uh, the proposed referendum increase in what they need, what the fire protection district needs, in order to safely operate for us citizens and for the firefighters themselves too. I don't know if any of you have ever had to dial a 911, but I would imagine that when you do, your expectation would be you get a quick response, safe, um, you know, operating equipment, firefighters that, you know, feel safe with what they're doing. And um, most important is your calls being responded to timely. Uh, if you're dialing 911, then you're most likely in a situation that you're looking for someone to get there as soon as possible. And I think you'll hear in this uh, episode <clears throat> with uh, Fire Chief Evans that uh, it could change. If this referendum that's coming up on, let's see, what's the date of this referendum? March 17th, Tuesday. So that's just a couple of Tuesdays away. If it's not passed, then we're looking at even more of an increase of cost than what the current Winfield Fire Protection District is proposing, as well as extended response times, which makes it more risky for us homeowners. So let's just jump right into the interview with Fire Chief Evans. Okay, Chief Evans, thanks for sitting down with me. I appreciate this. I know that uh, you guys here at the firehouse are a little limited in, in your ability to uh, reach out to the community and really have them understand, you know, different facets of what's going on here at the firehouse. But um, on March 17th, 
is a rather important date, you know, for the the village of Winfield, as well as a very critical point for the uh, Winfield Fire Protection District as well. Um, can you tell us just briefly, initially, why that's that's so important? Uh, well, first, good afternoon. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to, to talk to you today. So there is a difference between us as a fire protection district and a municipal department or, or a department that is part of a city government. In the case of an agency like ours that is a fire protection district, we cover both the village of Winfield as well as unincorporated areas surrounding the village uh, area that are part of the village itself. And what that means is we cover the village and those areas that don't have coverage otherwise because they're not part of a, of a city or village government. They're commonly known as unincorporated areas. Yes. Okay. And, and so it, because of that, we are our own taxing entity as our other fire protection districts. So it's not a part of a city's government or, or when you pay taxes to a local village, the, the fire protection district is a, is a separate taxing entity that uh, raises and, and, and taxes is a separate line item within your tax bill. Meaning, so the various villages, they'll get a tax bill from, I get mine from Milton Township, and it's going to have fire protection as a line item on there. But the village itself that I'm paying through establishes that rate where you establish your rate autonomous from the village, separate. Right. So in the case of a, of a city government like our neighbor, Wheaton, their department is part of the overall city tax. And in the case of the Winfield, the village taxes, but their tax doesn't include fire protection because that is covered by our fire protection district, which is its own separate entity. Right. But your tax will show up on the same property tax bill as the village, or it comes as a separate? It will. On, on people's homeowner's tax bill, there will be several, you know, uh, the village, townships, county, schools, fire protection districts, library districts, several, a bunch of different taxing bodies of which we are one. Okay. So um, so that way there's a, a definite distinction between you and some of the other surrounding villages as far as, um, you know, there's a difference in the rate. Your rate here in Winfield has stayed stagnant for some period of time? Yes. As most people are aware, all of us that are taxpayers, there was a thing called the tax cap that was implemented in 1991. And that effectively froze the amount of increase that all of the taxing bodies could make from year to year. And in our case, uh, we did not make an adjustment ahead of the, the tax cap becoming law. And our rate is at 36 cents per $100 of assessed valuation to homeowners, as opposed to some of our neighboring districts like Carroll Stream Fire District, which is at 79 cents, West Chicago at 94 cents, Itasca at $1, Addison at 98 cents, and, and several others. And in our case, we are less than half of all of the other fire districts uh, in our area. Okay. And these other these other areas have they have they raised theirs ahead of time? Why why is there such a disparity between the numbers? Well, over the years uh several of these 
agencies went out for referendum and were successful in the passage of those referendum to adjust their rates to accommodate for inflation, the price of, of vehicles, uh, employment costs, uh, fuel costs, utilities, and everything else. And in our effort, we've tried on numerous occasions to go for a referendum and have to this point been unsuccessful, which has left us at the rate that we are currently at. Okay. And just like everything else, I mean, people's wages go up because it accommodates for the cost of living. Um, what you're saying is for, and how long has this been at this, this 36 cents rate? The rate fluctuates because of the way the tax cap works, but essentially we have not gotten relief from the tax cap since it took effect in 1991. So 19, that's a long time. And what you do as a service to the community here requires equipment and people, but most importantly, equipment. Um, I remember you telling me when we first sat down, there's some issues that are with your, your rolling equipment here in this station that we're right across the street from the, uh, the hospital at. Got a fire truck that needs some attention. Yeah, so over the years, obviously, because our, our rate was where it was relative to everybody else and, and our budget accordingly, we've had to do several things like cut staffing, and defray different uh, expenses, uh, repairs and replacement of stuff at the station, repairs and replacement to the vehicles. Uh, we've we've uh, reduced the size of our fleet. So right now we're down to one fire engine uh, and one water tender, which can work effectively as a standby to a fire engine if you needed it to. But the one fire engine we have has major structural repairs, and it's going to be going out for extensive repairs later on this year. Uh, and it will be gone probably for three months. Okay. What will you do to re replace that or, or, or what will stand in its place, if anything? Well, we'll use uh, the water tender, which is not designed to be a fire engine. It can operate one if necessary, but we'll operate that and hope that, that nothing goes wrong with that vehicle because that is the only other operating fire vehicle we have. So do you have enough equipment really to adequately service the the, ter the area that you have that you're responsible for? I don't believe we do. Okay. So then you end up having to reach out from time to time to adjoining villages for assistance if there's more calls than what you can handle as far as equipment and personnel. Yes. Well, recently we had uh, an occasion where both of our two fire vehicles were down uh, with mechanical issues and we actually borrowed a vehicle from West Chicago uh, for a number of days before we got it back. And on top of that, just the rise in call volume itself, which has gone up over double since the tax cap took effect. So the ability for our agency to cover our own calls within our own district is, is problematic. And our neighbors typically come to us daily, often more than once a day to handle our calls for us because we lack the, the staffing and the vehicles to respond to our own calls. Um, so tell me about these, that the relationship between you and these adjoining villages and the, and the firefighters or the, the houses that are there. Is that something that if it goes on much further will be strained or they may not respond or maybe they're overtaxed in their geographic area and, and can't respond? 
That is uh, a, a very, very strong concern because we uh, are reaching out, again, multiple times, often a day, to our neighboring agencies, and they're starting to to tell us that uh, uh, they're having difficulties because of their own rising call volumes in in coming over and providing service to us. So, so our neighbors have have uh, been been asking us to reexamine our our staffing situation and to really consider adding companies, which is what this referendum seeks to do. Okay. Well, it seeks to add staff. And hopefully it seeks to be able to, if not repair, but maybe acquire some more up-to-date equipment. How old is the fire, is the uh, the truck out there that's going out for repair? It is uh, 12 years old, and the typical frontline life expectancy of a fire engine is in the neighborhood of 10 years, and then 10 years in a reserve capacity for a 20-year vehicle because they're not inexpensive. And in our case, that one is 12 years old, and will and will likely service for an extended period of time after it comes back from repairs before we're able to replace it. So yes, to your point, the referendum seeks to add some staffing to handle our own calls and also fix, repair, and replace some of our uh, aging and mechanically questionable fleet and also to uh, take care of a lot of station repairs and, and remodeling that needs to happen at this end. Uh, the other station. Now, when we sat and talked, there was um, kind of a, a distinction as with the railroad track, north side, south side. I know for many years that there's another firehouse that's close to Roosevelt and Winfield Road, but memory serves me right, that's been closed for quite some years. It has. That station many years ago was was built when our staffing model was basically volunteer and then paid on call. And because of the increase in call volume, we've had to begin staffing around the clock. That station was never built for that intention. So it will need some major remodeling in order to house people so that we can actually have paramedics on the south side of the tracks uh, on a daily basis. Okay. All right. Um, and it's not it's not cheap running one running an op- operation like this, is it? It is not. Uh, just to have that one ambulance company uh, is just for the staffing is hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and then the equipment costs on top of it, the utility costs for operating a station. It, it's quite an expensive proposition. And then also yesterday, you were telling me about the fireman equipment and the, some of the safety uh, safety equipment that they've got. Um, is that up to date and and current or modern or? So everyone is familiar with with what we refer to as turnout gear, that protective clothing that firefighters wear uh, when they go into a, uh, fight a house fire. That gear is rated by the National Fire Protection Association. Their standard is that that should be up for replacement about every 10 years. The reason for that is as it degrades, as you're using it, as you're wearing it into a house fire, as you're wearing it for training events, it, it, it kind of breaks down because there's a lot of layers to this in order to protect a firefighter going into a burning building. So after about 10 years or through ex- extreme use, that equipment should be that uh, that gear should be replaced and we have uh 
sets that are well older than that, that, that our firefighters are currently wearing now. In addition to that, there is a growing awareness of the skyrocketing cancer rates in firefighters because of modern building materials and modern furnishings and the carcinogens which they produce when they're under fire. So in addition to that, the, there is a, a modern standard and expectation that you should have a backup set of gear so that when you finish fighting a fire, you can wash that dirty gear that has all that stuff in it and wear a clean set of gear until that is laundered. And, and in our case, we don't have most of those uh, second sets of gear for our firefighters to use in the event that their gear gets dirty on a call. So then kind of just two points to the subject of or to what this referendum uh, points to is, is you've got equipment that's aged and broken down and really should be starting to serve as more backup equipment than your primary frontline equipment, as well as the gear that the firefighters are wearing themselves for personal protection and or that helps those victims of, you know, fires or accidents um, that they're responding to. This is all deteriorating and you don't have an adequate enough income coming in in order to be able to purchase that new. Plus, I think you mentioned that there's an issue here with the, the firehouse, maybe a roof or something of that nature yeah. as well. So uh, you're correct in in those issues with our inability because turnout gear, that firefighter protective clothing is just for the coat and the pants in the neighborhood of $2,500 and about double that when you include fire helmets, hoods, gloves, boots, and all of that. In addition to that, uh, the air packs they wear with the breathing air, so because we can't breathe smoke just like anyone else can't breathe smoke. So we have to wear the air packs and those are in excess of $7,000 just for the air pack itself. And ours are also deteriorating as well. In addition to that, what exists in our station, this station currently that we're in, uh, there's uh, issues with roof leaks, some structural uh, uh, cracks that are occurring, uh, seasonal basement flooding. We don't have uh, a working fire detection system. We don't have a working sprinkler system in this building. It's not ADA compliant. And uh, and uh, the, the list would go on a little bit from there. Now, um, what I was getting to with that firehouse that's in the south side across the south side of the tracks and then this firehouse here is obviously when people have a 911 situation, they're looking for a response from who they're reaching out to to be rather rather quick. So was it not the idea of that other firehouse to be able to respond to some of these um, these issues in a rather timely timely fashion? So distance becomes a bit of a an issue when you're responding on yes. a call. So our district, again, going back to the differences between the fire district and a village, our district is much more than the village of Winfield. It's about a quarter of our overall district, and there's a large portion of our district that is south of the tracks. And in order to have those paramedics that would be placed there in proximity to their emergency, uh, that placement would be key, devoid of whether a train was coming through or not. Once a train goes through and the tracks are blocked, as all of us that live in this community are aware, that can create an ex a pretty solid delay on top of just the proximity of that station being to everyone that lives on the south side of our district. Right. Okay. So, um, but that would be exasperated. What, if this referendum doesn't go, th go through, 
if it doesn't get approved for the increase that's needed in order to fix the firehouse uh, update and be able to make that south side firehouse operational get you better quality working equipment that you need to 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 respond to these events as well as the fireman safety what's 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 the alternative what are the what would the citizens of winfield and unincorporated district that you service what what would their what would what would the outcome be well as our call volume continues to increase our ability to respond to other calls will continue to decrease so we'll be more reliant on our mutual aid partners which means they'll be coming from farther distances away in order to help if they are available themselves and if they are still willing if we keep demanding them to respond to us multiple times a day so that could continue until such point as we would be forced into a situation where we would have to consolidate with another agency which is currently a big topic of conversation however there are there are some details that the folks really need to know about about some of the unintended consequences of consolidation what would some of the most important ones be increase increase response time increased response time is is the biggest one because instead of being like the Winfield Fire District, you become part of a bigger entity. And part of those things, going back to the mutual aid agreements and the mutual response agreements in our, you know, we'll go to Wheaton if they need help, Wheaton come to us if they need help or West Chicago or Carroll Stream. You become part of a bigger agency. If we were to consolidate with, say, a West Chicago, we would be one of the station would be one of the four stations, which all would have to be busy on calls before we could reach out to the neighbors. So in the event that you live up on the northeast side of our current fire protection district in, you know, say, Klein Creek or over near Gary and Geneva Road, if, if you were calling for an ambulance, you could have to wait for an ambulance to come all the way from Town Road and Roosevelt Road as part of a bigger agency if we combine with West Chicago. Similarly, if with Carroll Stream, because, again, uh, fire districts have to consolidate with other fire districts. They can't consolidate with municipal departments like Wheaton. So in our case, if we were instead to consolidate with, with Carroll Stream, the same thing applies if you live down on the south side of our district off of Mac Road or in the woods of Cantini, where you might be having to wait for an ambulance to come from uh, Lison County Farm Road. The long distance. Before, yeah. And then all of those assets would have to be out on calls before you could then reach out to somebody closer. Okay. And there's an economic downside if this were to be consolidated. If this if this referendum were not to go through to get the $0.69 cents per, per $100 and you, you were to consolidate it into one of these other, other uh, municipalities or districts, there'd be an economic downside for the... The, the citizens of the village. There would, again, because of our, our low rate and the fact that we are in, in financial difficulties, uh, the, the, in, in consolidating with another district, those two districts would have to, as part of a referendum themselves, have to move to a new rate, which would likely, in the case of West Chicago, be in the, in the area of 94 cents and in Carroll Stream, the area of 79 cents, their current rates, which for the owner of a $300,000 house would be, in the case of West Chicago, over $900, and in the case of Carroll Stream, over $750 as opposed 
to what we're at and what we're asking for. So then if this referendum doesn't go through, the, the, the people that live and pay their property taxes in the village of Winfield would be looking at an even more expensive cost by not approving the referendum than by just approving the referendum, irregardless that it would, you know, it goes from 36 cents to 69 cents. That 36 cents is, is a number from almost 30 years ago. It is. It's an, it's an, uh, it is our estimation that that number, that our old, our current rate of 36 cents is untenable given all of the, the, the problems which I've spoken to thus far. And the solution that we have proposed in the form of this referendum seeking voter approval is a, is a long-term solution that we feel can get the job done for less money than the alternatives. Okay. So the suggestion to the village that are, that are voting is, is vote yes on this referendum. What's the referendum called? Uh, a referendum seeking voter approval to increase our uh, limiting rate from uh, 36 cents to 69 cents. And uh, uh, again, it's my uh, point that uh, we, 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 I as the, as the chief and we as an agency don't want to advocate for or against voting for this referendum. We simply want our, our, our public, the people whom we serve, to uh, be educated in why we're asking and to have an informed uh, opinion when they, when, they, when they vote for this referendum coming up on March 17th. Okay. Well, there you heard it. So, um, since Chief Evans, as being a, uh, I guess you could call him a public servant, cannot advocate for or against and just simply wants to bring the facts and, um, and such to the residents, I'm going to advocate for him. I tell you what, I'm going to vote yes for this, even though it uh, is going to cost me a few extra dollars. Because if, God forbid, I should have some type of an emergency around the house, or if I'm within the, uh, you know, the service uh, area for the Winfield Fire Protection District, I want to know that I'm getting timely response because a 911 means now, not in 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour. It means now. And I tell you what, we all pay a little bit more for everything that we, we buy, in the uh, movies we go to, everything costs a little bit more money. And these, uh, these fine people <clears throat> over at the uh, Winfield Fire Protection District have not seen a rate increase for 30 years. Think about it. What were you able to buy for wh how much 30 years ago? And these poor folks are stuck at that, uh, that amount of money coming in in order to operate the uh, the, the firehouse and the equipment and also to protect themselves. So um, there was a little bit more information that uh, Chief Evans and I were able to talk about. So there will be a follow-up episode to this. And uh, for those of you that did tune in, thank you so much. Um, as you may know, in previous episodes that I've uh, released, I do not get really into any kind of politics but I felt like this particular subject, when it comes to safety and as being a realtor and finding myself in negotiations with buyers and sellers, items that I always recommend and suggest strongly is fix those things that can be harmful to um, the new people coming in. 
So if it's life-threatening or it's uh, anything along those lines, get it fixed. And this is a life-threatening situation needs to get fixed. All right. So stay tuned for episode two. And thank you again for tuning in.